Hello, and welcome to Kingwood United Methodist Church. Thank you for joining us today. Wherever you're listening from, and whatever service you're listening to, we strongly believe because of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, there is always more to life. As, you, uh, as you've seen, um, we, we are celebrating Yom Army Sunday. Um, last week, you guys got to send us off as you commissioned us into uh, the mission field in Jasper, Texas. Um, we had an incredible week where God moved in incredible ways. Um, and I want to bring up Shahab Parva. Uh, he was, he's our director for the week um, that led us fearlessly um, into the battlefield of Jasper, Texas. Good morning, church. Um, yeah, I have the privilege of Oops, being you. able to uh, tell you a little bit about uh, introduce camp, and then uh, turn it over to Clint to uh, let you or hear you let you hear some uh, testimonies that really speak a lot more to what uh, camp was like. But so um, I was thinking about what what might be some important things uh, to tell you. And, and first of all, um, I just want to recognize all you that went to Jasper and. What an awesome group. I would do a high V, a low V, a herky, and a front kick for you guys. So you guys are awesome. So, clap, guys. Um, you know, there was uh, about... <laughs> I have been known to do that at camp. So. Um, there were 70 campers, just to give you some, some numbers. Um, we had 70 campers, about 28 youth, five teams. Uh, we built, again, for numbers, eight ramps, maybe 261 feet of the ramp. I, Got a few numbers there. A dog pen that has a really cool story behind it um, about how we built that. Uh, we completed 12 sites, but again, all of those numbers, 12, 261, 8, 70, that's not really what camp is about. Right? It's not even about building the ramp, and you'll hear some of the testimonies that will tell you a little bit more what camp was, was really like. Um, I do want to, before I forget, I want to recognize none of this could have been done without kind of support of this church. And whether you're a prayer partner or um, you, uh, you know, loved on these kids in one way or another as they grew up in the church or a uh, parent, um, whether you gave the MMO, uh, the monthly mission offering, in any way you support church, I just want to recognize everyone that was part of that and give you a round of applause for that. Um, so and I also failed to mention that uh, while we were there, um, so... And all the numbers are one thing, but really behind those, as Clint said the night that we had our uh, kind of community night and our celebration, yeah, there's, we call them clients, but really there's names behind those clients. Mr. Mr. Lakey, Don, um, Rose, Keith, Carol, Patrick, Carl, and they're more neighbors than they are friends. And you'll hear a little bit about um, just the impact that we have in, on each other when we go to camp. And by each other, I just don't mean us that go up, but us with interfacing with the community. Um, again, all those numbers start to talk about the people that, that starts to give you a little insight of maybe what the camp was really about. And if I could leave you with anything before I turn it over to, to Clint, what I'd really like to tell you and leave you with is that at camp, you know, God was present, and he was glorified through the love that this camp showed to others and was shown back. And again, you'll hear a little more about that. So thank you. Amen. Amen. So in, in, in our community, we've talked a lot about testimony. We've talked a lot about the power of your testimony, um, that the, the, the Holy Spirit moves in different ways in different people's lives and interacts with, within you 
uh, and works through you in, in all sorts of interactions, um, at work, in, uh, in worship. Uh, and, and we believe the testimony is such a, a valuable part of who we are as followers of Christ. Um, and so uh, uh, we're going to bring up a few students who have testimonies of the ways that God worked in their lives at camp. I want to start with, um, with Cole and Davis. Uh, why don't you guys come up? <clears throat> y'all, y'all can just come up together. So, so as, y'all, as y'all came into camp, uh, obviously brothers, um, uh, getting to experience camp together, uh, getting to serve alongside one another, um, one of the questions that we ask is, how did you see God move this week? Well, good morning, everyone. My name's Cole. Um, this past week, I just want to say, was amazing. I had a great time, great experience. And I saw God move in a lot of ways, but um, one way particularly was through the clients. And there was a uh, particular client that I had in my group and he was he was a friend of our client. He was there helping people or helping him, uh, you know, just like get through his normal stuff because he was having a hard time. So he was there helping him out. And his name was Artis. It was Artis Smith, I believe. But um, what really stood out to me just from the first day meeting him was that he had like a really great storyteller personality. It was like amazing with stories, talking. Just loved to tell people stories about his life and what he believes and whatnot. But uh, he could really just turn any conversation into a story, and that's what I really loved about him. It was a fun time. He, he made everything lighter. It was, it was just a great time having with him. But uh, most importantly, artists spoke life, le- life lessons about um, positivity and giving glory to God and outlook on life and whatnot. So he had an outlook on life that I had not seen ever. In my 16 years of living, I've never seen anyone who had an outlook on life like he did, and it was really impactful. He, he was always telling our team that it wasn't about how you, or how things were going at the moment, if you were down, if you were in a hard spot, in a slump of some sort, but he always said that it was, it was um, what positives we can find in our situation, like kind of the look on the bright side of things, and that was one thing that really hit me that was like, well, he's going through a rough time, his friend's going through a rough time, and he's still sitting here preaching to us about what's the good things that are happening and what's what's to come and what God is giving him. And um, he was always telling us God is going to make things better. If you're in a hard spot, if you're struggling with something, that's just God testing you. And you have to stick that out until God gives you his reward. And it's really just it's just waiting on God to show you what he wants to show you. And it's, it's going to take time because everything's on God's timing, not ours, as much as we want it to be. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he said things are always going to turn around, and God wants us to know that. Artists had a really big impact on my life that I will remember for years to come. I really just want to thank God for putting him in my life. Amen. It's amazing how so often we go to serve uh, one of our friends or one of our neighbors that we meet, and oftentimes those, those very people with the, the depth of their faith begin to serve us um, and, and teach us and, and grow us. So, Davis, you had, you had some, uh, an experience uh, at worship um, as you stepped into the presence of God um, that kind of molded and shaped your week. 
Um, tell us a little bit about that. Um, hello. I'm Cole's brother. Some of y'all may know me as Davis. Um, <laughs> I'm real glad to be back in Kingwood to see all these lovely faces around me. Um, so when I was at camp, they had a theme of brokenness and how God is reshaping you and allowing you to be rebuilt through him. And about three, three and a half years ago in 2018, I was diagnosed with clinical depression. And it was a really, really tough time in my life, um, something that was always getting me down. And I was just had a lot of doubts in God and who he was because I really didn't feel like he was showing up in my life. And I had a couple people to help me. My parents helped me so much through that. My lovely grandmother, I mean, I'm not sure where she is. I can't see her. But um, God really just spoke through her so much, and she's just a wonderful woman in my life who has lifted me and really taught me how I need to lead through my spirit and through God. Um, when I was, we were doing worship, and um, I think it was Tuesday night, we were talking about the fall of man and how God had sent Adam and Eve out of the Garden of Eden and into the world that we know now today, the world of sin. Um, but he did that because he punished them, but he punished them with love. Before he, um, before he sent them off, he clothed them and showed him one last act of love. And I feel like sometimes we sin, but we realize we, we're just ashamed whenever we have to come back to God when we sin. Um, but whenever I was there kind of sitting through that sermon, I kept getting chills, and I was wondering why I was getting chills. At first, I kind of felt like I was getting sick. Um, uh, Holy Spirit sick. <laughs> yeah. Then I realized I saw people around me tearing up, and I was like, what in the world is happening? And it kind of took me like about five minutes to kind of realize this. I was like, so this is what God working through people looks like. Um, and after the sermon, I kind of sat there for like 20 minutes, kind of just reading through scriptures, looking for examples of what happened and stuff like that. Um, and I mean, one thing that kind of touched me, I read through, I can't remember what book it is, but I read through the Gospels. Um, and one of my favorite stories is the story of Peter. Um, he was like, he was probably one of the most flawed but faithful disciples in Jesus himself. Um, he was just an old fisherman who had lots of doubts before he met Jesus, but then Jesus called him to be a fisher of men. And he was strong in his faith and was one of Jesus' favorite disciples. And Jesus told him, he said, your name is now Peter, for you are my rock that I will build my church. Um, and I feel like I could just really relate to that. Um, just having to be rebuilt through God. And I've been struggling through about 2018 to 2019. I was really struggling through my faith. Um, but when the pandemic hit, I had a lot more time to try and kind of find myself and who I was in my faith. And it helped me a lot. And I started doing Bible studies with my grandfather um, I read a lot of books by Adam Hamilton, the pastor of the Kingwood, or not the Kingwood, the United Methodist Church in Leewood, Kansas, the Church of the Resurrection. And a lot of those stories really hit me hard and hit me in a deep spot. And 
I just really started finding my faith and was called by God to love those around me and spread his word. Um, and I've just wanted to thank everybody that has helped me through this dark spot. And I will continue to rebuild my faith and keep getting stronger through God as the days go on. Amen. Amen. We see God moving um, through clients. We see God moving uh, in worship. Um, and I want to bring up two, two more, uh, Carrie and Nick, um, to kind of share a little bit about how, how they saw God and how God um, kind of spoke to them this week. I need the paper because I'm not going to remember if I don't have it. Good morning, church. My name is Nick Venezia, and I was one of the few seniors that was at Jasper UM Army. Um, on Friday night during Share Night, there were two questions that were given for us to answer. The first one was, where did you see God this week? And for me, I saw God the most through my team's lunch devotionals. I was on Blue G, and I had Miss Jeannie, Miss Lisa, Maggie, Gracie, and Cash. And uh, in the middle of the week, there was one lunch devotional where Miss Lisa shared her story about her son, Matthew, and it was just really powerful to hear, and by the end of it, Miss Lisa was in tears, and uh, I just felt compelled by God to ask Miss Lisa, can we pray over you? And what followed was the most powerful prayer I've ever been a part of in my life, and um, watching God provide that healing for Miss Lisa made me feel inclined to share my story. And so um, about a year and a half ago, I was suffering from severe depression and anxiety, and um, I felt that the only way out was for me to try and end my life. And um, I remember God came over me, and he said, it's not your time. You have all these people around you that love you so much, and uh, you have a purpose that I need you to fulfill. And I feel that, for me, that purpose is to share my story, to let people know that you aren't alone in your battle, whether it's people that are suffering through the same things that you are, or God, who will never abandon you. And, um, sorry, I kind of lost where I was on the paper. Um, one of my favorite verses from the Bible is Matthew eleven twenty eight, and it says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. And um, that really spoke to me, because sharing my story with all these people at camp has provided me with an unbelievable amount of healing that I needed sadly and um, I encourage anyone who is suffering through those same struggles that I suffered through to share your story and let God provide the healing that you need and um, the other question we were given was what challenges are you facing as we leave camp and for those of you that don't know I'm going to be a freshman at Louisiana State University next year and um, I believe that that biggest challenge facing is finding a good group that will hold me accountable for my faith. And uh, I just ask that as a church, y'all continue to pray for me and uh, pray that God will let me find that group that will hold me accountable for my faith. Thank you. Amen. Amen, church. God is a healing God. That's the truth. again for joining us for today's message. We will return to the sermon in a moment, but first, we would like to ask for you to rate, share, and subscribe to our podcast. 
we believe God is doing some amazing things here at KUMC, and your feedback helps our church to reach new listeners that we wouldn't otherwise be able to reach. Now, let's get back to the work. Carrie was uh, one, of our, one of our work team adults. Um, this is her first, first year as a work team adult, is that right? Yes. Very good. And so, so as, as he got to experience camp from a different perspective, um, God really even moved in his life as, uh, as he'll share. Thank you, Clint. Um, as Clint said, it was my first year as a work team adult, and um, I can thank Rick Smith for that. Um, but, um, you know, I've been, past couple of years, two and a half years, I've been asking God to kind of help me. I've been, I'd felt very detached and um, separated. And, you know, there have been times in my life where I've felt much closer than what I was. And so I've been asking that and asking that and decided to go, go to camp. And on that, on the, on, I'd felt the wall begin to crumble during the week. And, and, you know, I could really feel it starting to crumble on Thursday night at uh, communion. I want to back up and say here, it was a, I have been so, so blessed this week. And God is so, so good, as we sang in the song, and, 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 and so, so good to me and in my life, and it was a blessing that I went this week. So on Friday night, um, it, that's the share night, um, and the questions that we're left with were, where have you, how have you seen God at work this week? And then what is God challenging you as you move forward? And I really hadn't planned on sharing. It was towards the end of the evening. And as I'm sitting there, the Holy Spirit spoke and said, look around. Look around at what you've seen this week. Look around at the faces that are around you. Look around. Excuse me. So I looked around. And all I saw, I'd, I'd read a scripture to, to my team, my work team, um, Canon, Elizabeth, and Davis, you're Davis, and I know Cole is your brother, and uh, Reese. And I read uh, 1 Corinthians 13, uh, it, the love chapter. And I'm going to read you the last verse, and I'm reading from the message, because the message gives it to me a little differently. And it says, but for right now, until that completeness, we have three things to do to lead us toward that consummation. Trust steadily in God, hope unswervingly, and love extravagantly. And as I look back over the week and in that room, all I could see was extravagant love. Mm -hmm. As these young people took care of each other, even during spike ball, um, as they took care of clients, as clients took care of them, as leadership took care of us, it was reciprocated, and all you could see was love that had taken place throughout that week. And as I came to that realization, I also realized that I left that message with my team on Tuesday. The message was from me. And what I was left with as I moved forward from there was to, to love extravagantly those around me, my wife, my family, my friends, those I encounter, and to do that daily. And so it was a blessing for me to go this week. God is so, so good. And I have to thank, we had 
great leadership this week from Shahab. We had inspired spiritual leadership and musical leadership from Clint and, and Ryan and Nathan. Uh, the food was excellent, and it's been a blessing, and I hope that it'll be a blessing when I do it again next year. Church, I hope you've seen um, that, that the Holy Spirit meets us in different places, right? I mean, we saw at, at, at the work site in clients through devotionals, through worship, through, um, through interaction with one another, uh, the Holy Spirit meets us in different places, in different ways, because God knows that we are different. We don't serve a cookie-cutter God, do we? So I want to I bring up two more um, students who experience God, and we'll start with Lauren, um, but experience God in, in even unique and different ways um, than, than those that we've seen before. Hey, y'all. I'm Lauren. Um, so on Friday, I was in the gym, and I was kind of just thumbing through my Bible, um, and I really felt called to pull t- this tab in my Bible, um, and I, so I turned to that page and um, underlined was Ephesians, in Ephesians chapter 6. Um, it was the armor of God. And next to it, I had written um, no backplate. Um, so when, when you think of armor, um, you have all the pieces like the helmet, the breastplate, the sword, the um, shoes. But when God is telling us about the armor that he gives us, um, there is no backplate. Um, a backplate is used for when you're retreating. Um, and, and it's used to cover the most vulnerable part, vulnerable part of you when you're facing your back towards your enemy. Um, and it, it just really spoke to me um, because I, I, had, I hadn't been giving my battles to God. Um, and I've been retreating um, over and over and over again trying to win my own battles. Um, but when we give those battles to God, um, he doesn't need a backplate um, because he's never going to retreat um, when he's fighting for you. Um, and he's always victorious in the battles that he fights. Um, I had been called to share this at Share Night. I didn't share this at Share Night um, because, well, I was I was super nervous um, for some reason. And I'm I don't get nervous usually when I get up in front of people. I'm like I literally la- I wrapped to Veggie Tales an hour earlier. So uh, <laughs> so um, I was not I'm not usually nervous to speak in front of people. Um, but for some reason I found myself in that pew and my um, I felt like there was like weights on my lap, and I felt like I was glued to this pew. Um, and because I was, I wasn't glorifying myself; I was glorifying God, and for, that just made me um, really nervous. And I was really hesitant to do what God had called me to do. Um, and so after share night, um, I I felt really guilty and really um, disappointed in myself that I hadn't done what God had called me to do. Um, and so I I went to Clint and I I told him about it. And he said, you know, I'm actually, I'm glad that you didn't share this because I think God has something way bigger. Um, I, he wants to do something way bigger than um, just sharing at Share Night. Um, and so that it kind of awoke a sense of, um, like, loyalty and I, a need to be obedient to God and what he calls me to do and who he wants me to be. Um, and so not even a minute after I had talked to Clint, um, someone came up to me and was like, Lauren, why didn't you share? And I was like, well, I planned to, but I just, I, I didn't. Um, and so he was like, oh, well, tell me about it. What, what were you going to share? And so um, 
God really answered that and gave me an opportunity to a second chance to really um, do what he wanted me to. Um, and so through my disobedience, the theme was creating this week. And so um, through my disobedience, he created something so beautiful um, and gave me an opportunity so good. Um, and so I'm, I was really glad that he answered that prayer. Um, and not even when we were leaving, um, I had all my bags with me. And the door was open to my, my room where I was sleeping, and there was, the door was door-stopped, and so I could see what was on the door. Um, and all week, there had been a poster on my door that said Ephesians 6.10, which is the first verse of the passage of the armor of God. Um, and so it was just a really eye-opening experience for me. I had never experienced God in that way. Um, and so it was just really eye-opening, and I'm so thankful that I could, that prayer was answered and I could share that with you all today. Amen. Amen. Ainsley, you had um, a pretty pretty crazy site that you guys were at, um, and and even some pretty kind of a tragic site. Even um, why don't you share a little bit about how you saw God through through that site? All right. Good morning. My name is Ainsley Smith, and I got to be a part of Red A, which is awesome. We were building a wheelchair ramp for a sweet couple and their great granddaughter. And one of the focuses this week was that our purpose isn't in the jobs we do, but in the way we show people God's love. And God just really drove this point through in our site specifically. See, we showed up thinking that our purpose this week was building a wheelchair ramp, but it actually ended up being the relationships we got to form with the people we were serving. We got to celebrate a birthday with one of our clients. We also got to hang out with a girl who was our age and see all 63 of her animals, which included a possum named Baby Girl. (laughs) And on Friday, we finally finished our wheelchair ramp, and we just got to spend some time with the wife and great-granddaughter, just thanking them for everything and kind of closing out. And it seemed like that was the end and that it had ended well. But God wasn't done with us. Friday evening, we found out that our client's husband passed away, and this brought in a whole realm of emotions. First of all, we felt deeply hurt for his wife and great-granddaughter who would be missing him. It was also crazy timing that just after we finished building him a wheelchair ramp, he wasn't going to be able to use it. But even though we were done with our site, we weren't done with the people on our site. So Saturday morning, we got to go back and just comfort these people, hug them, be with them, and pray over them, and show them God's love in such a dark time. If we had looked at our job as just building a ramp, then this whole week would have been pointless. But looking back at everything God did this week, it's clear that he didn't put us there to be builders. He put us there for those six days to show this family God's love and to be with them in a time when they needed it the most. Even Friday afternoon, the wife told us that even though we didn't get to see her husband and he didn't get to come out of the house, he was watching us all week through the window and was so encouraged that we were building a ramp for him. This was just so crazy to me because it seemed like we didn't get to impact him since we didn't get to speak to him, but we got to bring him comfort in his final days and show him God's love, and that means more to me than that wheelchair ramp ever will. There's a specific verse that Clint shared with us yesterday that God really put on my heart. It's Philippians 1.6, and it says, I am sure of this, that he who started a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. If there's one thing I've taken away this week, 
It's that God's ways are always higher and that he has plans for us that are so much bigger than what we might think they are. So thank you so much. So I want to invite Shahab up um, to share even even another layer to that same story. Um, But before that, I just, I'm, I'm blown away by the, um, the ways that, that these students um, have internalized the things that God is doing, um, I, I, there's no way that I could have done that at this age. Um, and it's, uh, so God is moving in through the student ministry, and I want to thank you as parents for the ways that you invest in these students and you, the ways you've poured in and built foundations for faith, for them to experience these things and know that that's God at work in beautiful ways. So um, I just uh, I wanted to share a story with you that was related to a little bit to what uh, Ainsley built on built on that a little different a little more insight maybe a little different take and um, so I, I will say is when I uh, was telling my wife about it last night I and giving her the full longer version details I got a little more emotional than I thought I'd get so I'm, so I'm going to give you just the um, an abbreviated version also in the interest of time but um, so. Um, I was saying earlier, and you heard a couple of times, that Thursday night is what we call community night. Our, our clients, neighbors, friends, is probably a better term, we, they come, and others in the community that support us, and it's a night of celebration. And that's what it's, it's meant to be. And um, we have some songs, and, and some of our clients speak. It, it's just a really awesome night. And, um, but as we were getting ready to start the night, um, one of our uh, clients, showed up and relayed a story of why another client from that same site couldn't show up. And from the facts of that night, uh, it was, you know, we have a commitment when we put this camp on to the safety of everyone. And so just from the facts we had that night, it was clear that it was uh, for the COVID safety protocol that we, I had to ask them to leave. Um, And this is just when it was starting. And so to tell them, you know, they can't stay with us. So um, after the night was over, um, thought of thinking through it a little bit more, the, it, it was um, clear that you know, we had to go, there was more discussion to be had. And so myself and another adult went out the next day. Uh, didn't, we didn't know what to expect, but it turned out we had a three-and-a-half-hour talk, maybe. Um, and it was a discussion that was... At some points, deep theological. At other points, um, fun and friendly. And it was just what life and relationship should be. And it was exactly what was needed. And so um, what I want to relay to you guys as sort of the where I saw God in the message is that, uh, or the, the challenge to take away is that that three-and-a-half-hour conversation had to happen, and it wasn't. A little dinner with, you know, some worship songs and some sharing that would happen. It would needed to be a long discussion, but we didn't know that the night before when there was a lot of hurts, hearts that were hurting, and um, so we don't see. I don't always see what the big picture that the Lord has for us. See a little slice of time, and if you stay in that slice of time, you you miss that there's something that God has, and there's more to come. And so with the takeaways for 
just trust, trust in all situations. The other place that I just want to really mention is to build on something Ainsley said, is that that three and a half converse, hour conversation about life and just the openness happened only because some walls were brought down because this person saw the love of Christ in a way they'd never seen before through the team that was there. And so when we show the love of Christ in that just genuine spirit in that way, it makes differences that we might, we might not know. We might never see that full story, but God will take it and use it. That's what I want to share. Amen. Amen. Amen.